Raf, and you're listening to Speak Pieces, produced in association with the BCIT Debate Commons. If I said the phrase, It's important to talk to each other, now more than ever, I'd probably be right about saying that during any time in human history. 2020, however, has given us that same alarming feeling that we get when we're watching the toilet water rising a lot higher than normal after a flush. So, so what do we do? Well, uh, well we have to find a plunger. What, what size of plunger is appropriate? Is there one available? Uh, if not, can we makeshift one? Is that even possible? Do we need paper towels? Do we have enough paper towels? Uh, are they good enough quality? What, what stra- what's our cleanup strategy? What, how do we place the toilet paper towels ar- around? Uh, what about disinfectant? What do we disinfect first? How much should we use? Is, is the no-name brand okay? Or... Real problems are rarely simple, and solutions are usually pretty complex. We hardly even recognize the same issues, and we've all got different ideas when approaching the same situations. How do we reconcile anything from all this? Well, the only way we can. Talking. But even though human communication is a marvelous gift, it isn't perfect. Naturally, we find that we don't agree on everything, but this agreement shouldn't be where our conversations end. I asked a good friend of mine, what do you think stops us from being able to talk to each other? His reply, ad hominem. But what's ad hominem? Ad hominem is Latin for to the person, and it usually refers to speaking or making claims against a person rather than their argument or idea. That's like saying, being a Nazi is wrong because Adolf is too short. It might be funny, it might be true, but it's immaterial. It doesn't meet the idea itself. When trying to make progress, we criticize an idea so that we can change it to make it better. A thesis has to meet an antithesis so that it can become a synthesis. So is there room for criticism in our discourse? Well, yeah. But a great way to end a conversation is to criticize the person you're having it with. In our first episode, Allison and I spoke a little about identity politics. We often find that our identities are made up of things that we believe about ourselves and the world. Well, duh. So to challenge someone's ideas is like challenging who they are. And it's no surprise that this would provoke ad hominem on either side. This might sound ridiculous. Well, I like pizza, but that doesn't mean pizza's who I am. Sure, but if you're a Muslim or a Christian, you probably understand what it feels like to have the beliefs that make up your identity challenged. Should your beliefs then be protected? Maybe. But we also spoke last episode about how if we don't have our ideas challenged, we can never grow. This isn't a green light for ad hominem. It's important that we do our best to have our conversations in good faith. As in, with the objective of learning something and trying to get a better idea or solution out of it. Too often, especially on social media, we find ourselves embroiled in these bad faith discussions that really don't have any use and usually end up with people in a more negative place than when they began. Social media trolls have infected the flow of our discourse on the internet and they leave people ready to hurl ad hominem at the drop of a MAGA hat or otherwise. Too often, we forget that there are real human people on the other end, and we easily get wrapped up in our idea of what this person represents rather than who they actually are. 
Even if what a person believes is something truly awful. Ice cream is the work of the devil. That person had to become convinced in some way of what they believe. Which means that they're still not beyond the reach of being reasoned with. If you don't believe me, I'd encourage you to look into the work of Daryl Davis, a black piano player who attended several KKK rallies and has become the turning point for many members to turn in their robes. Sure, there's a few monsters out there, but even in those dark and scary places, you'd be surprised about what you'll learn from coming back with a flashlight. Okay, that's all great. But what are some things that we could do practically to steer our conversations into good faith and avoid ad hominem altogether? Firstly, let's keep in mind, what is this conversation for? What are we here to do? We don't always have the luxury to prepare ourselves before stepping into everyday conversations. And bearing a little detachment in mind can help you keep enough breathing room to gain some real perspective on the situation. It's worth asking yourself, what am I weighing in on? Why do I feel compelled to do so? You might even find that you're getting yourself into a bad faith conversation, the kind of interaction that you'd certainly benefit by avoiding. Another benefit to stepping back and giving yourself some space is that it lets you recognize when your reflexes are in play rather than your reasons. A lot of the time that we spend thinking about these topics, we're building reflexes in our heads preemptive responses to ideas that we store up, so that we're like walking verbal missile silos. Fire. It's not wrong to consider your instincts, your feelings, or your emotions when it comes to a topic. These are usually great guides for where your mind and where the mind of the person you're speaking to are headed. But falling back on your reflexes leaves you unable to apply a sense of reason to the conversation. It's not wrong to consider your instincts, your feelings, or your emotions when it comes to a topic. These are often a great guide for where your mind is or where the mind that you're speaking to are headed. But falling back on your reflexes leaves you unable to apply a sense of reason to the conversation. I've had this bad habit quite often, and I've walked away from too many conversations feeling like I lost the opportunity to really connect with someone and learn something new. And here's where the obvious but important reminder might be useful. In any conversation, there's a person behind the ideas that you're engaging with. The more we can humanize and validate the other person, the more we can stand a benefit, not just from the talk that we're having now, but from all the talks in the future with the same person. We might be talking about they, them, or it, but here and now, it's you and me. It's worth taking the time to connect with others on a personal level, even if it doesn't necessarily push your points or help you make your argument. You can radically change the tone of any conversation, or brighten it all up, even just by complimenting the person that you're talking to. Yo, sick shoes! But more important than any aesthetic connection, the best way to validate somebody is to simply listen to them. This is something we can always do better with. We can fool ourselves all the time into thinking that we understand how someone thinks or feels about something. It might not be a popular idea, but you gotta give people a chance to explain what they actually mean. A little space can benefit everybody. Most of the time, it's like we're getting involved with the idea that every conversation with someone you disagree with is a battle of wits. 
Perhaps you've been a part of the conversation or argument that's felt like a race to the finish, so that you're just trying to be the first to spring a Aha! Or Gotcha! I've found that the most productive conversations I've ever had are about looking for things we can agree on. In order to get anywhere near a conclusion, we have to find the premises that we agree on first. In light of all this, it's probably pretty easy to recognize that the last thing you want to do is start flinging ad hominem around. That changes things from having a productive and progressive conversation to a tug of war, where we're just trying to socially dominate the other person like a verbal gladiator. Are you not entertained? If someone does throw an ad hominem your way, see if you can give them a chance to cool down and explain where they're coming from. If that's not working, then you know you're in one of those bad faith discussions. It might be better to save the effort and emotional wear of it all and aim somewhere more positive. We have to keep in mind that the logical extreme of a good faith conversation is that you can at least learn something from each interaction, which is far more preferable to the alternative of the other extreme, violence. That's all for now. Thanks for joining us here on Speak Pieces. We'd love to have you like and subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, CastBox, and other places soon. And you can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Let us know what you think. We're working on getting out more exciting stuff to you, and we'd love to hear what kinds of topics you'd be interested in. So hit us up, and speak your piece. Until next time.